This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible Adult Resources. I'm Amber Vaden, your host, and today I'm joined by Chris Brown. Uh, This spring, we are looking at Genesis chapters 20 through 50. Uh, Chris has agreed to join me today. He serves as the brand owner of Explore the Bible students here at Lifeway. So he leads the work creating uh, Explore the Bible resources for the teenagers in our churches. So Chris, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We are glad, glad that you could do that. You are, he is new at Lifeway. So I'll just shout that out. Um, where he, Chris, how long have you been at Lifeway? Uh, let's see. I've been Lifeway just over four months now. So still pretty new. Still pretty new. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're glad to have you. And tell us what part of the country you live in. I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, however, you don't hear a Southern twang of any kind uh, because <laughs> I am a native New Yorker. And so is that, right? that is right. Yes. Yes. Okay, we've met, and I don't think I remembered that. So, yeah, you don't sound like either of those places to me, Chris. Yeah, it's a fusion of just all the things. My mom's from Jamaica. My dad's from Georgia. It's a, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, we're glad uh, that you landed at Lifeway and that uh, you get to lead the work of Explore the Bible students. So thank you for joining us. So as I said, today is our introduction podcast. Uh, We are starting a whole new quarter. We have just finished three months of studying Genesis and we have three more months to go. It's a valuable book to study. There is a lot to get into. So I'll begin. I'll briefly give some background of just some highlights of what we'll hit over the next quarter. And then we will go into some questions, uh, Chris and I, so that we can hear from you. Uh, questions that will help our group leaders as they prepare to teach from Genesis. Yeah, let's do it. So the events, uh, we know the events recorded in the book of Genesis stretch historically from creation in Genesis 1 all the way through the family of Jacob moving to Egypt. Uh, Last quarter, we studied the first 19 chapters, so we're beginning in chapter 2. And so this quarter's sessions uh, focus on the patriarchal history These accounts begin with Abraham and the promised son Isaac, and through them, the Lord's covenant promises extended to multiple generations. So that's going to be a highlight of what we study this quarter. It's super interesting. If you have a leader guide, I'm sorry, if you have a leader pack, uh, there is a great poster in it that would be a benefit to put in your gathering space wherever your Sunday school class or small group meets. It's a poster called The Patriarchs, and it gives just a chart of some of this history through this second half of Genesis. We know uh, Genesis 12, the Lord called Abraham to go to the land he would show him, and he began his covenant with Abraham. And then uh, in Genesis 20, we're going to pick up with Isaac, and then we will study Jacob's history, and then we will get into Joseph's history. So there's a lot to cover. In this quarter, we know Isaac's younger son, Jacob, built a large family, including 12 sons who would have been the forerunners of Israel's 12 tribes. One son, Joseph, receives focused attention in Genesis as God used him to preserve his people despite being initially sold as a slave and sent to Egypt. 
Uh, and we know that at the end of Genesis, Joseph's final request was for his bones to be removed from Egypt and buried in Canaan once God led his people to the promised land. We get to see the rest of the story in Exodus. We know Moses honored this request. So we get to study this family history, and through it, we get to learn more about God and how he works in and through his people. So it's going to be a good quarter. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we'll begin with our questions. Chris, what do you see as the biggest benefits to be gained from studying Genesis 20 through 50? Yeah, there's a few. It's it's really hard to pick one. Uh, In the winter quarter, uh, we saw the creation of the world and everything that um, everything that got created, and but at the same time, we also have the uh, rebellion of Adam and Eve. And so that rebellion really unleashes evil and havoc into our world. But God is, uh, he's initiating and has initiated a plan of redemption. And so in this quarter, uh, one of the things that I think is so, so important for us to understand um, is the establishing of the people of God. And you mentioned it um, when you were mm-hmm. talking about Abraham and uh, God's covenant with him. But uh, what, is, what do we mean when we say the people of God? Where does that idea come from? Um, and a huge part of understanding uh, that idea and that biblical concept that is traced throughout the biblical narrative is really grasping uh, the book of Genesis and understanding where that mm-hmm. comes from. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the one of the most important things to come out of this book. It's really our foundation uh, to understanding mm-hmm. who God is and how He is working through all of Scripture. Starting in Genesis really is is a necessary thing to really understand the rest of it. Uh, it helps us put it all in perspective. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff in Genesis 20 through 50. Another couple of things that I see that are super helpful. We see how God desires his relationship to be with his people. Uh, it is not meant to be hands off and distance and separated. He is He is with them. He is leading them and guiding them. And he desires their faithfulness that they would not follow other gods. Uh, We also see that he is working out his plans um, and choosing to use them, although that's in his own time frame. And sometimes it's not the time frame that the people wanted, but we get to see that too. So there's, there's much to learn in this first book of the Bible. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so our, here's our second question. What are some of the significant themes that we find in Genesis 20 through 50? Well, you, part, you already partially alluded to it, but it's God's covenantal faithfulness with his people. Yes. Um, that is obviously a theme that is traced throughout the entire uh, biblical narrative, but it is so prominent in the book of Genesis. Um, God establishes his covenant with Abraham. Um, But as we will see in this quarter, Abraham and his family have a tendency, almost this proclivity uh, because of sin, to be unfaithful. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's despite Mm -hmm. despite their unfaithfulness, God chooses uh, in his kindness, in his sovereignty to continue to work in and through them uh, despite this. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's God's faithfulness, his commitment to 
uh, moving in and through his people uh, to bless the nations, to do exactly what he said in Genesis 12. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. I think there's another one. I think identity of his people is also really seen in the second half of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that they would be his people, that they would be called his people, that they would live out that identity in obedience to him. So that's another really prominent idea that I see as well, as we as we will study, as we get prepared to study all these next several chapters. And then, of course, God's sovereignty. Goodness, life is not always easy for the people uh, that we are going to study. And you said sometimes they're faithful and sometimes they're not, which is really true. Uh, but we definitely see some that show us what it looks like to really trust God for a long, long time. And so that's another thing we'll see how he works out his sovereignty. He sovereignly works out his plans and purposes in the lives of his people. And and we have some like Joseph that are committed even when they do not see immediate blessing. <laughs> they do not see immediately immediate blessing in their lives. No, that's that's really, really good. And and in addition to that, I mean the theme of reconciliation, you had mentioned Joseph. Um Joseph uh and his brothers, Jacob and Esau, this theme of reconciliation uh that takes place is such a prominent theme, and of course, it point it, it's a picture of the hope of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so that that's a theme that, especially for ETB students, that we really hone in on, and that we're really specific. I mean, most of the spring quarter is spent looking at the story of Joseph, and yeah. so um, tracing obviously God's hand of provision and his sovereignty in the life of Joseph, and how that really freed him up to be able to reconcile with his brothers. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful story, and and uh, really has a, has a lot for us to learn in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, do you have a favorite passage or story in the second half of Genesis that you look forward to to mm-hmm. studying? I do. I do. It comes out of Genesis 45 uh, verses three through eight. And if you'll hear me, I'd love to, I'd love to read it really briefly. Um, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? Uh, But they could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, please come near me. And they came near. I am Joseph, your brother, he said, the one you sold into Egypt. And now don't be grieved or angry with yourselves for selling me here because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there will be five more years without plowing or harvesting. God sent me ahead of you to establish you as a remnant within the land and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Therefore, it is not you who sent me here, but God. Um, I I just love that passage because it's such a picture of Jesus. Um, Here you have Joseph um, and he's reconciled, he's reconnected with his brothers. Obviously they had sinned against him. They had had betrayed him. Um, But because Joseph was able to look at his life um, and to say, look, God God worked mightily. His hand of protection and provision were on my, life, my, on my life. He was freed up to be able to extend a hand of reconciliation to the very people that betrayed him. And that's such a picture of Jesus. It's such a picture of the gospel hope 
that despite our sin, despite our unfaithfulness, um, despite our our transgressions and and, and iniquity, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, to borrow the language of Joseph, says, "Please come near me." Um, he and he reconciles mm-hmm. us to himself, and he frees us from a a much worse famine, um, <laughs> sin, death, mm-hmm. and evil. And so he's not just saving us from something, but to something. And I just love that passage. And I'm really excited for uh, ETB students to to work through that as well. Yep. Gosh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, before we, before we go, uh, I did want to just, again, say thank you, Chris, for coming. He is new to Lifeway. So I wanted just to take a minute and let people get to know you just a little bit. What did you do before coming to Lifeway? Yeah, so uh, for several years, uh, right after I graduated from Liberty University, I was uh, working uh, in a local church uh, here right outside of Charlotte. Uh, I held a few different roles, everything from outreach to small groups to student ministry. And then prior to coming to Lifeway, I was working for a nonprofit, uh, nonprofit in the Charlotte area. Uh, that works with churches that do not have um, student pastors or student directors, and we provided them with interim resourcing and program and pro- programming. Mm-hmm. And so um, everything from student ministry to working specifically in one local church, and um, all the while the Lord was stirring my heart to uh, create resources that really served the church. And so I'm really, really excited yeah. to be able to hand to, to have a hand in um, the content that Lifeway is producing and, and be a part of that because God's doing some some really incredible things through Lifeway and through uh, Explore the Bible. And so I'm really, really grateful to be a part of it. It's a gift to do this work. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What parts of your work with Explore the Bible students are you most looking forward to? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say the opportunity to connect with churches that utilize our resources. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The moments I've had the opportunity to do that while on the road or in Nashville uh, at a conference or something like that. And the opportunity to shake the hands of student pastors and ministry leaders that are actually utilizing our resources and to be able to get their feedback and to hear from them. um, That's some really, really rewarding and helpful Mm -hmm. things to hear. Um, and then obviously the, the writing aspect, the content creation, mm-hmm. having the opportunity over the years to work in local churches to um, create content and resources. There's such a need for uh, gospel-centered and engaging, helpful content um, for our students. And so to be able to work with a brand that has such a rich tradition of doing that and be able to to partner with local churches um, to make it that's make it into something that is engaging and helpful and something that they use on a weekly basis is something that I'm just thrilled to be a part of. Well, welcome. We're we're glad that you're part of our team. Likewise. Well, thank you for being with us today. Um, on our next podcast, we will discuss Genesis chapter 22. Our guest host will be Mike Livingston. For those who have been listening to our podcast, he he will be a familiar voice. He is part of our Explore the Bible team and a frequent guest. So we hope we hope you'll join us.